Next week on the After Lifetime Movie Network, Sarah had a great life. She had the perfect daughter. Mom, I'm home from school. Today's report card day, isn't it? Ah, uh, Mom. Let's see it, Squirty. Fine. Straight A's. The perfect job. Sarah, we were impressed by your debunking work on the Declan Forbes Cemetery Orbs case. We'd like to give you a raise. That's wonderful. Thank you. But something was missing. What's wrong, Mom? Oh, sometimes I, I just miss your father <laughs> so much. <laughs> Me too. It's hard to lose a father to a man-eating plant. Oh, thanks, Bunyip. I'm glad to have you guys. <laughs> Until one day, the love she thought she'd never find again found her. Oh, darn it! Do you need some help with that? Oh, thank you. I mean, they never double bag. <laughs> I'm Alistair. I just moved in down the street. Sarah's life was finally perfect, or was it? <laughs> Bunyip, what's wrong? Why are you barking at the bathroom? Bunny, stop. Alistair just went in there. Alistair? Are you okay? Hello? That's funny. I, I could have sworn I saw him Looking go- for oh, me? Oh. <laughs> you startled me. Did I? Mom, what happened to the kitchen? There are broken dishes everywhere. What could have done this? It's it's like they've been tossed angrily. Maybe it was a squirrel. Sometimes Mr. Right turns out to be Mr. Wrong. What do you mean you didn't TiVo the game? What's wrong with the lights? What's wrong with you? Why are you being so mean? Why are you being so corporeal? I knew it! You're a ghost! This is over! I'll tell you when this is over! (gasps) And when there's no one left to turn to... I came to DHS because I thought you could help me! Oh, listen, baby cakes, the Department of Haunting Services would love to help you, but maybe after you and me grab a drink, we talk about this violent haunting over dinner... Wink, wink. Forget it. No more. Never again. And she can't take any more. I can't take any more. Sarah finds the spirit to fight back. What do you got there, sweetheart? Sage motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Get away from my daughter, you f***ed up phantom! Sybil Pascrat, Ronnie Dirtnap, and Nebraska Slathert star in the after-lifetime movie of the week, Say It Ain't So. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, Sybil. Sybil, I, I hope you've enjoyed your, your D-list movie, <laughs> movie status. I, that, I, I, is it, is it just the, 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 the mood we're in that that, the name Sybil Passcrat is impossible to get through? I think it is. I mean, people, people at home are going to be listening and be like, 
Why is this so funny to them? This because is we the had dumbest to say, thing. Yeah, we had to say Sybil Pascrat <laughs> like no less than 15 times before we could get through the phrase. Holy <laughs> sh**. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh. I feel like we just achieved something. Welcome! <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Yo, In peeps. part the second. What's going on? Hope, uh, hope you've listened to the first part for one thing. Yeah. If hope- you haven't... I ain't. I wasn't. I am not the police of you. Yeah, we we are not the police. We cannot make you do things that you would do normally and not. Whoa. Wait, I don't know which side of the fence you're on now. If you're if you have listened, then uh, buckle up because we this is uh, this is a lot of stuff we've been promising, and now it is time to pay the fiddler whore. That's right. I'm David Flora. I'm David Stecco. This is Blurry Photos. You know it. We're talking part two of dreams. That's right. No carrot for you, you because you probably know what you're getting into with this episode already. Yeah. Well, no, at Going the end of the episode, like, we're going to try to say Sybil Pascrat again. <laughs> see how far we get with that. See, now we, we, we did it. We, de- we defeated it. No, oh, I can yeah. say it forever. It'll never be as funny as it was three minutes ago. Not like Nebraska slathered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to see old Ronnie Dirtnaps getting up there. He's, yeah, good for him. Yeah, he's working. He's paying some bills. He should. That's a that's a name for radio. Not like that fucking Danny Giblets. <laughs> Can't land a part to save his Hell life. Hell no. No one no one's gonna pay to see him unless it's in a circus. <laughs> Your vitriol toward Mr. Giblets is duly noted. He knows what he did. <laughs> this episode we're gonna talk about uh some mythological creatures yeah, yeah. that are associated with uh dreams. Yeah. Dream creatures. What about that? Dream creatures. <laughs> I believe (laughs) Jim Ross. (laughs) We're the worst. Dream creatures. I believe you can get me through the night. Oh man, we can't stop. It's R.I.P. It's like what we were doing when we did the uh, monster truck intro. We 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 did that forever. After that, yeah, we can't. We can't give that up. Sorry, everybody. We're also going to talk about the psychology involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, different than the science, psychology obviously being a science, but we're going to delve into what uh, some of the heavy hitters in the old psychology department. Ding-dong. Someone go down to the dock, the wharf bar, and collect drunk-ass Captain Carl, because you know he showed the f*** up. But you know what? Finally, like he's qualified <laughs> to show up. This is like Man. the one time he didn't stick his head in through the window and go, y'all talking about farts? <laughs> <laughs> to which the answer is always yes. Yes, yeah. Oh, we do have a carrot. We do have a carrot in this episode. What is that carrot? Our innermost thoughts. Oh. We've been keeping a dream journal. That's right. We're going to throw in a dream journal there towards the end. We also have some explanations on what dreams might actually be. Yeah. And uh, we're going to dissect what what is going on. Uh, in the middle of our cabezas. That's right. And um, we're going to throw out some common dreams in and, our, and dream in interpretations. inferior lingual cortex. Sure. Gyrus. Inferior sure. lingual gyrus. Located in the frontal cortex. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm going to tell you, uh, spoilers, my dream journal is just all of you. All of the ladies. <laughs> that's right. All the ladies and Peyton Bob. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I have to have somebody to high five. Right, right. That's a good call. Uh, mine is just uh, uh, beating the hell out of Greg Bach. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if you can get through that beard, good on you. But that's the thing. Yeah, I can't. 
<laughs> I never can get through the bin. You need a helmet, a pickaxe, and a sack lunch because you're going to be at it for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got a I've got a book on dreams. Uh, ten thousand dreams interpreted. Oh, we're gonna crack into oh. that and see oh. what they think. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you think you're a dream weaver? Oh, you're like a spider. Spider, oh. weaving silk. Silk and dreams in there. Oh, oh, silk road. Oh, hey, how you doing? I want to trade something with you. Oh, you want to trade dreams? Oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> He's, Robin Williams is a genius. I'm an asshole. That's, <laughs> if you couldn't clearly define that difference. All you're right. both. You're a geniusal. <laughs> I'm an assness. <laughs> anyway, let's get started with a lightning round. Lightning round. I'll tell you straight up. Tell I me. I don't have. Tell me, damn you. I don't have many creatures, but we're going to blast through the ones I do have. Lightning round style. Lightning sound. And now the sound of the lightning round. It sounds a little something like this. Number one. Mare. Uh, this is a creature of Germanic and Scandinavian folklore. How do which, you spell that? Uh, M-A-R-E. Oh, okay. Um, like I mean, female horse. Well. Oh, I oh, <laughs> oh! I just got it. Wait for it. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, there, there's a lot of etymology through it, which I will not take you through. You can, you're, uh, you're. Don't make me Google by myself. You can, you can do it. You can do it. I'm taking the training wheels off. Uh, uh, a creature of Germanic and Scandinavian folklore, which caused bad dreams whilst sitting on a person's chest during sleep. Oh, okay. Qua? Como? <laughs> Mayors also rode horses <laughs> and uh, apparently got in trees and things ended up tangled after contact, such as branches and hair wow. and other assorted So they're a threat to the things. waking as well as the sleeping. Yeah. Wow, what dicks. How predictably German. Actually, if you'd like to hear it, I've got a German charm prayer for it. I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll tell you non-believers out there, this is straight from Wikipedia. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Um, if you ever speak about non-believers, I'm going to have to hear that in a wrestler voice. <laughs> I'll tell all you non-believers out there. Yeah. Uh, this is straight from the Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah. If that's not your bag, then f*** off. You can all just f*** right off, brother. <laughs> <laughs> this this is your uh, f*** off warning. All right, this is, uh, this, this is a German charm prayer to guard against mares. Hier leg ich mich schlafen, keine Nacht mehr soll mich plagen, bis sie schwimmen alle Wasser, die auf Erden fließen, und tellet alle Sterne, die am Firmament erscheinen. Wait, my turn. I have to, I have to try that. Yeah, right. Okay. Who wore it better? <coughs> Guten Tag. Hier leg ich mich... Well, that's it. It's over. <laughs> Hier leg ich mich schlafen... Klein Nachtmal soll mich plagen, bis sie schwärmen alle Wasser, die auf Erden fleben, und tellet alle Sterne, die an Firmament erscheinen. And what that means <laughs> is that if we roll this podcast, it's on us. <laughs> Here I am lying down to sleep. No nightmare shall plague me until they have swum through all the water that flow upon the earth and counted all stars that appear in the skies. That'll keep them busy. <laughs> These are also known as Alps. A-L-P. Alp. Huh. It's, a, it's sort of a, 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 another brand of, of chocolate here. It's not unlike an evil elf, which wears a magical hat, 
called a tarn kappa, huh. which roughly translates as camouflage cap. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got he's got one up on the red caps. Oh, he's yeah. going to get a lot closer before it's too late. It's true. Um, these caps granted invisibility and shape shifting, among other things. Sweet. And what Alps did that put him on the map. They drank blood from male nipples, but they preferred women's breast milk. <laughs> so, uh, wait, I, I pre-regret asking for clarification on this. So you line up a topless woman and a topless man. They're going to go for the breast milk first. Yes. And if that's not on offer. They're going to go for the breast blood. From a dude. From a dude. I mean, thank God, because they're not getting milk from a dude. So, I mean... I don't know. Gotta get something, bro. Oh, what a weird thing. That I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in the top five weirdest things I've heard on this while we've done this podcast. Oh, okay, good. That's why I put it in here. Got another poem. You want to read it? Is it in German? No. Nah. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. This is a this is a, a Shetland poem. Yeah, it's a phonetic fairy tale. Sure. Demanamicht. He nicked. We never sweared nor fared nor licked. He sought de mare. He found de mare. He bound de mare with his own hair, and made her swear by mother's micht that she would never bade a nicked. What he had rod, dat mana micked. Yeah. F- that. <laughs> that. Uh, that's, that's from a... Uh, part of it made sense, I don't know, like, that was like listening to a drunk at a bar. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a it's a Shetland poem, I think, from a Shetland fairy tale, maybe Stick something like that. Stick to the ponies, assholes. <laughs> that's what you're good at. Uh, anyways, that's you barely literate bastards. That's mare. Yeah, Man, light, lightning round is going great so far. Wow, it's like a continuous Super thunderstorm. Lightning. Okay, all right, number two. Baku. A Baku is a generally beneficial Japanese creature which has the ability to eat nightmares and Sweet. or evil spirits. Yeah. Keep the Baku around. Sure. If you can realize that you're in a bad dream, you can call upon the Baku to come and eat it and poop out good luck. Sweet. Yeah. I'll line up to that diaper. (laughs) They originated as a Chinese folklore creature with uh, mixed animal parts, uh, commonly including some combination of elephant, lion, horse, ox, and tiger. Like a little bit of heffalump, some woozle in there. Yeah, it, I mean, it was like tail, tail of ox, legs of tiger, body of lion, you know, stuff like that kind of thing. But yeah. that's the Baku. Love it. Number three. Incubus. Oh, I've heard of these. And succubus. Oh, I've slept with this. Uh, an incubus is a male demon that seduces women in their sleep. Guilty as charged. And a succubus is a female demon that seduces men in their sleep. Like, damn succubus. <laughs> succubus? About 350. There's got to be a morning <laughs> after. <laughs> For more about that joke, see South Park. <laughs> <laughs> These things are, are pretty common, especially in the old gaming world, the fantasy stuff. Uh... Uh, along the lines of your Castlevanias, your um, Diablos. When you gotta have a bad guy, and that bad guy's gotta wear a thong, you got yourself a succubus. There you go. Succubus. A succubus. Damn Loch Ness Monster. And sometimes I go in my bedroom with Rihanna Salsas and snack them all, and I wait for that succubus. <laughs> um, That's called a Louisiana staycation. <laughs> <laughs> 
สำนักบุญลงขมาเธอแล้วนั่งรอกันหน้าหมอนี่ Here's the weird thing about s u c u b u s incubus could be the same demon just changing gender. You know, as long as everything matches up while they're with me, I don't care. What am I going to judge? Care. I'm going to keep Here, following. I'll tell them. you why. Here. Why? Uh, well, number one, they can enter homes uninvited. Perfect. So do I. Uh, <laughs> they shapeshift. They they change into a male if it's if if they're seducing females and vice versa. That's great as long as um, it's consistent. They and they have repeat victims. They'll keep coming back to you night after night. That sounds like the most stable relationship I could ask for. That, yep, and and the thing is, they it seems like a dream when they come and, and victimize you. That's perfect. Okay, uh, they drain energy from victims. What was uh, I doing with it? Nothing. Uh, uh, up to including death. There's there's worse ways of going. Yeah, that's true. Death that's by snoo snoo. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the deal: cold genitals, uh, very cold. Wait, uh, how cold? Ice cave. No, I'm um, still okay with it. Okay, well, thought it through. What and the? I have been to Antarctica. I'm okay with it. Sometimes on those lonely nights, I just dig out a hole. Oh, snowbank. It's called snow coning, and no, I never <laughs> did that. Thanks a lot, Hawaiian shaved ice. <laughs> <laughs> what they do, since it's one demon being uh, male or female, yeah, they'll uh, they'll change into a female, collect semen from a victim. Then change into a male, go to another victim, and deposit said semen. I'm on the collecting end of this deal. No, well, no, yeah. Well, y- oh yeah, yeah. From yeah. that end, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Sure. They, as in, they are collecting, not you are collecting. Right? Yes. Yeah. No. No. Yes. I am the, the the donor. Yeah. Fine. Right. Right. Perfect. Okay. Well, I gotta say, there's aside from some mild genital discomfort, <laughs> I'm okay with this arrangement. Okay. Okay. If you want to defeat one. There's a few ways to do it. Exorcism is one. Uh, getting really clingy is one. Uh, sacramental <laughs> confession. Showing up where they work with flowers. <laughs> the sign of the cross. Insisting you meet their parents, like in the first week. <laughs> See, all these are are like very heavily uh, Christianized ways to defeat them. Yeah. Here's one: if if you don't subscribe to that, uh, just move to another town. Simple as that. <laughs> That's it. Wow, strikingly close to my theory of also uh, within the first two weeks scheduling a three-day uh, long weekend vacation mm-hmm. that involves a plane ride. <laughs> yes, a demon from another plane with the ability to shapeshift and uh, victimize people up to and including death, but can't f-ing find you if you move one town over. Is not allowed to use Google Maps. <laughs> wow, the, these things go back as far as uh, uh, ancient Mesopotamia when they were referred to in one form or another as Lilu, which was the male version, not the multi-pass version, <laughs> and Lilitu, which was the female version. Uh, huge in the Middle Ages. This is where you get a lot of this exorcism, consecrated shepherd, shepherd. And in uh, uh, the the Middle Ages and stuff, that's where people were scared to... Anything. Yeah, to they anything. They were scared to anything. Right. Uh, quick question. Okay hate to harp on it the genitals couldn't be that cold because there's a repeat business they keep coming back i don't know i don't know. I mean i'm just saying oh, it sounds pretty great sounds like a, it sounds like a winning deal well there's a tail i mean i guess you could look past that there's a tail you didn't mention that um yeah yeah the girls have like the, the little forked tails and the and wings and horns and still cool with it yeah i mean 
There are worse things. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's Incubus Succubus. Number four. Morpheus. Just showing up, offering you pills. What if I told you? <laughs> yeah. This is a pretty good Larry Fishburne. Oh, thanks. That's all I can do. <laughs> uh, the, Morpheus was the god of dreams in Roman mythology. Mm-hmm. He was the son of Somnus, which might sound familiar if you're talking about dream stuff. In Latin. Right, right. Um, that's that's really all there is to him. He, you know, he could shapeshift, I think, visit people in their dreams and blah, 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 blah. You are a cool There's green more to tie. him. There's really more to him, but, but uh, Morpheus is fun to include. I, I could throw in one more. In fact, let's just do it for shiggles. Come on. What are we? We're going to shortchange our listeners? Hell right. no. Give them the full thing. Bring it. Number, number five. Freddy Krueger. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> is. He is a... Right. Yeah, he's coming after your dreams. It's, I mean, he's obviously... Snatching uh, all uh, your friends up. A, a, a very wonderful fictional character, uh, but great nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, and... I, who is to argue that he's fictional, and I'll tell you why. I would guarantee that Freddy, Freddy Krueger has shown up in the nightmare of a person. Sure. They went and saw the movie, they had the nightmare, and so now Freddy Krueger is something that shows up in a dream. Wait, li- life imitates art? Yeah. Were they art? Kind of. Uh, yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. They define uh, uh, horror. Yeah. It's an iconic figure. And I not to know. mention like that, that kind of... Horror, but I mean, Freddy Krueger made like puns and jokes and stuff about how he oh, killed people. Freddy was the best. Yeah, he was a pretty. <laughs> he was a sick son of a bitch, and I loved him. Anyway, that's your lightning round. Oh, that was the longest lightning round we've ever had. It is true. Yeah. That is very true. I'm sorry. Uh, Check your basements. Might be some mild flooding. <laughs> if you got to roll at the window of your car, sorry. Sorry. Might have to call in some uh, tree trimming crews. Yep. Let's move on and talk a little of the psychology. Yeah. That has gone into dreams. Dreams. Um, Thanks, Paul. Freud and Jung. Oh, the pillars of dream times. The match of the century. Uh, tons of thought has been done about dreams, but uh, Freud and Jung put this in lights. Yep. They made it fame. the famous the Freud famous. and Jung. Freud and Jung. And dreams. Uh, Freud wrote the interpretation of dreams in 1899. Mm-hmm. And his thinking was that dreams brought out the primitive and regressive tendencies, which were latent in people. Yeah. The, or, or as he used them, the, the repressed. Right. Yeah. Uh, dreams released repressed desires, mm-hmm. especially sexual and violent. Yep. Mm-hmm. What's the diff, right? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Moving on. When people <laughs> when people tried to remember dreams, he said they tend to rationalize and smooth out the weird stuff in what he called secondary revision. Oh yeah, it, that's a very interesting yeah uh, I can concept. See uh, I think we even mentioned that last uh, the last part where uh, dreams may be just this jumble of stuff. People kind of string the narrative together. But you string it together, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. You know, you know, you. You know, when, when, when things get weird, because everyone has had a, a weird dream where you're like, ugh, I don't tell anybody that happened. <laughs> yeah, and, and then if you have like A, B, and C happen, well, if you have like uh, A, L, and, and T happen in yeah. a dream, then you're going to fill in, you know, the rest of the alphabet around it. Just, as best you can. Yeah, so it's not just like, 
So go ahead and write us in your weirdest dreams, the ones that you tried to self-edit because they disturbed even you. (laughs) Or just the ones that that you tried to make sense of. (laughs) Freud also said that uh, dreams are like free association. You never know what you're going to (laughs) get. Oh, wait, no. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, like, you know, you know, free association where I say a word and you say the first thing comes to mind. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. You know, free association isn't free. You need patriots to defend it. <laughs> Anyways, that's a, that's a quick rundown of old Freud. Jung, however, did not agree with Freud's views. He thought dreams compensated for whatever was underrepresented in a person. Uh, they bring the stuff that doesn't get much attention uh, in a person or a person's mind out to the forefront. Hmm. 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 It also helps uh, vent emotion and and or stuff that that could manifest in waking life. Yeah. That maybe you know might might not be the best thing to manifest. Which which would kind of file under the um, sort of the threat simulation theory. Oh, I see. That it's allowing you to run through these things that you can't safely run through on a day to day basis. Scratching that itch, as it were. Yeah, yeah. He, of course, being Captain Carl, he believed all dreams are part of one great web of psychological factors. Woof. Thanks thanks for younging all over this, Carl. <laughs> he, he was real stuck on this collective unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> he thought it was uh, possible that people in dreams, people that show up in your dreams, could represent parts of the person dreaming okay so so you're you're anthropomorphizing a facet of your own psyche yeah with with people that you either knew or i just spent two hundred dollars on fancy words for that sentence good i I think it pays dividends my friend keep it in your pocket and see if you can use it again. that's right yeah don't throw it it away yeah it doesn't just sit on that shelf and wash wash it off and use it again Archetypes of the collective unconscious are represented in dreams, yep. young thought, of course. And when we when we do our, our gala Carl Jung episode, Shit. we'll tell you all about the archetypes and all that stuff. Oh, man. Collective unconscious, synchronicity, who Carl Jung slept with. Oh, my <laughs> God. I... Uh... <laughs> What was he wearing? <laughs> man, I can't wait to TMZ Carl Jung. <laughs> That's it. Carl Jung was getting out of a luxury automobile, and we caught more than he planned. (laughs) Carl Crotch. By the end of his career, he guessed, estimated that he guesstimated (laughs) he guesstimated that he had interpreted over eighty thousand dreams for people. Way way to go, Carl. Maybe that's the next one we should. We I've should. psychically dominated over 276 million ants. <laughs> Prove me wrong, Carl. Uh, of course, there's there's a ton of psychology on on dreams, mm-hmm. and you there's there's a lot of a uh, of gray area around the edges of this. You get into um, regression therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's some schools of thought hypnosis. that hypnosis that you're you're accessing this same portion of the brain that generates dreams. And so what you may be construing as a memory is in fact a dream, whether it is a dream that you're, you're bringing the memory of, 
or you're spontaneously generating one in this slightly altered state. <laughs> I mean, like there's there's a lot of fuzzy areas in this, which is what makes it fun to talk about. Sure. There's also the old uh, the new age belief. Maybe new age, but was it a belief or was it Bullshit. <laughs> uh, you you tell me, but there's also the thought that uh, um, one can train oneself to access the Akashic records, which are it's the 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 repository for all knowledge ever uh, that has ever been that it will ever be. And you can visit this and and use it use these records to find out answers to questions. Uh, this is something that Edgar Casey was able to do. Who will talk about one of these days? He's Ooh, been he's yes. been on our list since like season one. Yeah, I I need to. Uh, I'm I'm reading the book right now, and I just don't want to do it before I'm finished because right, right. I want to know more. But Akashic Records, um, boy, I, I I do not have a library card for that. Well. According to everybody who says there are Akashic records, you do. You just need to train yourself to find it and then use it. Okay. I mean, I, I believe. I I believe. Okay. Huh. Ascended Masters and all that stuff probably plays into this a little bit. Uh, a, lot, a lot of season three of Stargate SG-1 coming into play. I think there's also the whole, like, put a book under your pillow and, and absorb the knowledge. Also something uh, Edgar Casey was able to do, but Edgar Casey might have been a, a special flower. So does it know, have man. to be under your pillow or just close to you? Near your head maybe? Cuz I have uh, at any given moment, like I'm a big I'm a, I love to read. I read a lot and I read before I go to bed. I have a stack of no less than 12 books next to my bed just because like I finish a book and it just goes there mm. or, or or I'll set a book there to read it and not get around to it. I don't feel like I've absorbed it. Well, maybe yet. then it's under your pillow. Ah, f- <laughs> I I think I've tried it before, and it, and I just get pissed off because I'm like the princess and the pea when it comes to anything under my pillow. Oh, dainty Mr. Flora. And how. There is nothing that can be under there that I cannot feel. <laughs> I swear. So no more sleeping with a gun under your pillow. <laughs> Had to stop that years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a girlfriend who did that. She slept with a loaded 357 under her pillow. And I was like, you're going to blow your fucking brains out. That's how that story's going to end. How weird is that? I mean, I guess it happens. I don't I just, under your pillow? Yeah, it's just not comfortable. I I can feel like a fingernail under my pillow. It's terrible. I just I couldn't imagine a gun. Right. I Guns make me nervous. I've handled a plenty of firearms in my day. But like I, I have that like what I consider to be healthy fear of them. Yeah, a healthy respect, respectful yeah. fear. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't, I don't even want to, I wouldn't want a gun in my my bedroom, <laughs> let alone under my pillow. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know how we got there. Moving on to well, dreams. Let's take, uh, let's take a look at some explanations. Okie dokie. Classic explanation, and I say classic because it goes back so far in time. Yeah. Like we're talking like like Toga's classic. Dreams deliver messages from spirits and or divinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the divinity that I've been that's trying to contact me is just fucking crazy. <laughs> this, I mean, we we went over this in the last uh, the last episode. 
people think that uh, dreams are just like little spirit comms to the afterlife or God. Yep. Or whichever God you, you want it to be. But somebody somewhere is trying to tell you something. Yeah. You need to you need to get that message. You need to decode it. And you need to enact it in your right, life. Right. Yeah. That's And that's that's not an uncommon thing. And I think that... I think a lot of people arrive at that without even, um, you know, without having read a book or had someone tell them that this is the concept. I think, I think that's, that's, that's not hard to be an intrinsic quality of dreams. I think people can cobble that together pretty easily on their own. Yeah. And a lot of, I, I don't want to say wishful thinking, uh, but, a, a lot of hope maybe goes into spirits of the dead or recently diseased. It's deceased. <laughs> Recently deceased. Maybe contact people in their dreams to uh, most often let them know that they're fine and yeah. everything is okay. And I've I've had a number of those dreams. You've had those dreams? Yeah. Do you, several. Do you believe them? Do you do you believe that it's a spirit uh, trying to contact you or do you think it's your yourself trying to come to terms? I don't know. I mean, I always find them very comforting. Sure, yeah, and, right, and right. A little sad, but if honestly, if I really honestly had to call it, I would lean more towards the the belief in them than the than the like my own psychology trying to yeah. If I was to pick, if I was to pick which side of the fence, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, um, same same spirit or, or person or different, uh, different, different. I've I've had dreams about um, uh, my grandfather, uh, my my mother's dad. And I've had dreams about my own dad who, uh, who died about eight years ago. Hmm. And so it's, uh, it's, 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 it's tough. Like I actually, one of them's in my dream journal. Oh, I have one, uh, from my dad in there. Oh, so. Yeah. Was he like, stop doing this fucking show? <laughs> yeah. You putts. <laughs> you damn kids. What do you, what you think you're so funny? What are your swear words and you beeping the button? What you think you think beeping it makes it clean? You think fart jokes make people respect you? Everybody knows you're fucking filthy. <laughs> Clean your act up. Yeah, you know, my dad just the opposite. You know, you kids could say f a lot more. I think that'd be great. <laughs> I think I think that might be the way that he went on that one. <laughs> that's interesting. I, I don't think I've ever had a uh, someone that's passed on visit me in a dream. I remember I had one uh, about my grandpa, and I I, re- I went to in my dream. I went to this uh, my uncle, um, which was his brother owns this ranch in Colorado. It's the reason my parents moved from Michigan to Colorado because my uncle lived there. Yeah, okay. And I was there, and I was just kind of walking along this creek, and he was there. I was like, holy crap, Grandpa, have you been here all along? It was like this very thin allegory. And he's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm always here. You can always come see me. You just never do. You never make it over here. Classic. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, you're just, this was easy. He goes, He goes, yeah, but... He's like, you might not remember. It's 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 it, it's so simple that people don't do it very often. But it's really nice to see you, and this has been really great. So I hope I hope you find your way back to the ranch again. Now, fuck off! I'm trying to fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now get the hell out of here! I got, wow. I got some girls meeting me here later. <laughs> They're real nice in the legs. <laughs> oh yeah, we get them dreams going. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> you better get out of my creek. But yeah, so so it was it did have this very thin allegory to like a an afterlife like I'm always right here. It's it's not hard to to find me here. And you never think straight in dreams. No, it doesn't it it gets very convoluted and 
you, you, you're always like afterwards you're like well shit, i could have asked him like well how do i keep doing this right what's you know what what do i need to do to connect more you know, just just the the mechanics of it like you're always just like wow legos right <laughs> and then you wake up and i think part of that though is like dreams like they don't they not only inform you of the present a dream will give you an entire multi, at least for me, multi-year backstory. I'll have memories in my dreams of, oh, well, I remember last time I was here in Lollipop Town. Wow. But, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, like it, it'll back, It's a world. Yeah. It'll backfill a history of that area. And I think the thing that I remember about that dream with my grandpa is that I, it was so simple. I was like, oh my God, this is how you, like, I didn't have to ask him. I didn't have to have him repeat it. Right. Because it was so patently obvious. Yeah, yeah. And then it was gone. Yep. Yeah, dreams are, are real cool because, like, the whole context is there, usually. You know, you, you go into it, it happens, you know everything what's going on and what you're doing and... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for for the most part, not, not you know, you're always going to get a weirdo dream jump in there sometimes. But uh, anyways, messages from spirits, oh... Um, how about this? It's a glimpse into another dimension or reality. Now, I mean, uh, yeah, okay, all right, let's go with it. Here's here's what I read from that, and what I I actually think about sometimes and wonder about, and I don't know. Dreams are you going you inhabiting the consciousness of yourself in another reality for the briefest of times. And and maybe here's a, here's a little whipped cream on on the old Sunday for you. Maybe that's when that person is, experiences deja vu. Ooh, or maybe not. I just threw it yeah, out that's... there. Well, I hope you like sweet things. <laughs> I hope you got a sweet tooth. <laughs> what are you doing right now? I don't know. <laughs> Stop me. <laughs> yeah. What about that shit, though? Yeah. What I... if, what if it's actually stuff that is happening just in a different dimension, a different reality? I like different reality. I don't like the phrase another dimension. I think people throw that around whenever another dimension. Another, another dimension. dimension. Whenever people are like, "Oh, I don't it's something different. We'll call it another dimension." Sure. sure. I don't think that quite but an alternate reality. There you go. I think is much more accurate. I wow. Maybe. Maybe it's that that bridging. Maybe there's that's the time that you you can and and you're fucking with their shit. Right. There is that that whole popular multiverse yeah. Uh, theory that's that's popping up like bubbles. If that's the case, there are two things that I dream about consistently on the order of at least once a week. Zombies and Antarctica. That means that the, the alternate realities that I'm tied to are locked permanently in ice and under constant assault by the ravening hordes of the undead. <laughs> Their worlds are f***ed. <laughs> <laughs> but see, for them, when they dream, they get a nice, stable reality. Uh, Sort of stable. <laughs> they get a reality where you're not constantly bombarded by that's, zombies. That's true. I've got a really nice sofa and a great internet connection, yeah. so we're doing all right. Although maybe they come in and they just see like hordes of the undead from you playing Diablo. Oh, yeah. And they're do like, it. no! Yeah. Can't escape. Is it a game to this man? <laughs> you think this is a game, dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it's it's... Yeah, fascinating to think about. No way in hell to prove it. <laughs> oh man, you know what I'm looking forward to is uh, 
the listener mail on this episode. Like sure. we're gonna hear some cool dreams. I think so. We're gonna hear some cool dreams. We're gonna hear some shanana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and and what you think? Uh, we yeah. also want to know what you what you think. You know, if you have some cool theories of what what this stuff could be. Oh man, it's gonna be great. Because uh, spoiler alert, if we haven't already. Nobody knows what dreams are, so we just got to okay, theorize. That's it. Now everyone's turned it off. Too bad. <laughs> Two hours into it. <laughs> All right, here's another explanation. It's uh, And we brought this up in the, the last part. Day residue. This is cobbling together all the random memories that you have made during the day and uh, basically sorting them out in your brain. I can, you're, you're defragging the hard drive. I can see that happening because I think everyone has, uh, I keep accusing everyone of having the same experience I do, but I can't imagine it's that weird. Like if, if you read a bunch of one, you know, if you read a book for like three hours before you go to bed, you're going to dream about that book. If you play a video game for an hour before you go to bed, you're going to have, you know, like you can feel it while you're doing it. You can be watching. Like if you're binging a TV show, you're like, Oh man, this is in my head. This is the one and only thing channel that my brain is dialed to right now. And now I'm going to go to bed and it's going to be, that's what I'm dreaming about all that. Yeah. Well, I'll let, I'll let the old cat out of the bag. Finally. God, I hate this son of a bitch. Uh, the cat's been in the bag for like a week, dude. <laughs> Oh, that's not funny. <laughs> Poor kitty. Uh this this is my this is my horse. This is the one that I'm betting my money on. Oh, okay. All right. And I'll I'll tell you why when we get to our dream journal part. Because <laughs> just about everything came from my life. Oh, okay. Uh my recent life, like that day. Yeah, it it, it makes sense and sensibility as, as much as it can. Just trying to, I mean, obviously we don't know why the brain has to to go in, you know, and sort what has happened or, or whatever. But it's obvious that, that some dreams are pulled directly from experiences oh, yeah. and stuff. So that's that's an interesting one. Now, this, this leads into another explanation uh, that the random synapse firing, uh, this is the theory that, that dreams are nothing. That that it's just yeah, images crazy. that just like, blah, 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 your brain's just blah, 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 the whole time. <laughs> wait, and, how, and wait, 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 how's my brain? Well, when you're asleep, it's uh-huh. blah, 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 oh okay, perfect. Blah, blah, blah. Stage five, blah, blah. <laughs> stage four, <laughs> stage five, blah, blah, blah. stage three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what do you think of this one? Just I'll tell you what. I mean, like I. I, this is the one I most want to believe that it's just random town and you know, your brain just kind of, you try to put together a story at the end of the day, but I've, I mean, I've had the experiences I've, I've, I wrote a second city sketch that, that got put up. I got, I wrote a sketch in a dream that I woke up and like, I like jumped out of bed and was like, I can't lose this. And mm. I scribbled it onto paper and it got put up on stage. Like I, I've, I've, I've done things. I've worked through ideas. I've, I've written jokes or things like that. That when I woke up, they were, they were there. They were exactly how I remembered. I even had like a tune in my head. I've and it's very rare. It doesn't happen all the time, but mm-hmm. I I've had that happen. I mean, uh, talking in your sleep. Oh yeah, you know. I like, used to do that all the time. I thought that I did it a lot, and uh, for about the last month, I've been recording me myself while I sleep. Weird. No, no, no. I, I got uh. No, weird. I've been worried about, I, I got really freaked out that I had sleep apnea because mm-hmm. my, my dad had it and my uncle has it. And, and so I downloaded an app for my phone 
that called Snore Lab okay. that literally records me 2020. all night. Yep. <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, it records me while I sleep. And then it kind of, I can, the next morning, like it shows me a little like wave form and it can, it'll say, oh yeah, you spiked here. And then I can listen to it. It'll play back a recording of me sleeping. And I keep expecting to see like a spike and be like, no, no more popcorn. You know, but it's never happened. Huh. So I don't, I don't, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. I, I used to do a lot, a lot more in my youth. Um, and, and it's just stopped for, um, for a while. So if, if you listen to, uh, the, uh, Harmontown podcast, Dan Harmon, who's the creator of community, mm. he is awful. Like he's, I mean, like, I think he's got a borderline sleep disorder because he talks in his sleep so much. And, uh, his, his girlfriend now, uh, fiance will record him sometimes and and he just like like she likes to watch chick flicks and he'll and so they'll watch him in bed and he'll fall asleep and he'll pop up with no memory like he's asleep and and just cut the the movie to ribbons just hate it it'll just like pop up and be like oh no she probably has to go talk to her best friend and that's gonna like solve all her fucking problems and go right back to sleep again <laughs> I mean, maybe that's a different thing. It's not quite the same as, mm. you know, but I, I'm the, the moral of the story is I, I, I want to believe that it's completely random, but I just don't think it is. I yeah. don't think that's quite how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last one I've got here, this is again, sort of interconnected to what we just said. Your brain trying to make sense of stimuli that it has received from the day it's trying to either uh, form or delete pathways that it has made in the brain. Mm-hmm. I think what I what I read was it was trying to get rid of the stuff that it thought wasn't necessary or, or the memories it made that won't help in the future and trying to strengthen the ones that it thinks maybe will. This is a very evolution-based yeah. That's crazy, though, because how is the concept. brain making that decision? Hmm. How does the mind know what the useful data is? Yeah, I mean, that would play into the old instinct concept. Yeah. But again, what is instinct? Oh. What controls instinct? Who watches the watchman? Yeah. Crazy town. I got nothing there. That's that's we're we're way out there right now. We're just afloat in the sea of who the f knows. The the great thing about this is we start at way the f out there. And we end at way the <laughs> f- out there. Way the f- out there. It's it's very cool. Let's let's keep trucking though. Okay, all right. Let's um, keep paddling. And let's get into let's let's climb in our noggins. Okay, right now it's time to do this. Time to do this. Time for a lot of honesty with you, our listeners. Now we we kept journals yep. when we decided you to do the show. You can tell because you can hear the paper. We kept journals for about a week or so. Yeah. I want to point out something that just like the podcast, my notes are like little bullet point sentences <laughs> and Flora has just has like page after page. This is, he's way better at this than me. I, I, when I, when I started to, here's the thing with, uh, with this dream journal, I, I tried to write as soon as I could after I get up, yeah. after I got up in the morning. And in some cases I didn't, I was like, okay, I've got, I've got to start my day. I've got to do these, you know, X, Y, Z. And then I, I was coming back later to it so that whole rule of you know five minutes after you wake up 10 minutes after you wake up yeah i i also had a really problem with that um i think we mentioned that i had to i had to skip town all of a sudden and uh, help a friend of mine out Mm -hmm. 
Um, and it wasn't, wasn't anything terrible. I just had to uh, help him take care of his kids. He had had surgery. His wife had to leave town for 10 days and he has a two year old and a 10 month old. And I had to, you know, change some diapers and run around with some kids and had to life. I had to life. And, uh, and that was while we were doing this, I had the same problem because, you know, I wake up when the kid's up. Yeah. And so in the first, you know, I can't be like, hold on a sec. I need to journal. You know, you like got to get the kids up. You got to take them down to the kitchen, get them in the high chairs, get all that, like get, get breakfast moving. And then you can like sit down. So I had the same exact thing where I, I there was, there, I definitely was exceeding that 10 minute barrier. Right. But here's the thing. When I started writing it down, everything flooded back. Yeah. I, that's same. Yeah. Once it, it's for me, like I would sit there and I couldn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. And then I would remember one detail and boom, boom, then I had it all back. That's it. And then, like, after you're done, you're like, oh, but wait, this happened too. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we have time to go through every single – I mean, what I ended up doing was was writing, like, this fucking Hemingway-esque, like, stream of consciousness bullshit that I, – I don't know. It, it, it's, it's more like uh, writing, writing as opposed to, like, here's a memory, here's a memory. So – I don't know if I'll read all of mine, but I, yeah. I will definitely pick out some of the highlights of of the dreams. What? Uh, who who starts? Uh, how about you start? We've just been talking about how it's going to go, so let's hear <laughs> oh, it. God. Uh, okay. Friday night. I was on a bus in a strange town, and by strange, I mean it was unknown or new to me. Uh, going to a place or event that I hadn't been to before. I think I was dressed in Cubs gear. Maybe you douchebag. <laughs> and uh, some of the other people on the bus were too. I heard some old ladies behind me snicker and talk about how I had no shoes on, even though I did. Those lying bitches. At one point, the bus stopped and one old lady did something. I don't know if if she insulted me or just got off the bus or, or something happened. But uh, Could I, you I please I, tell me you punched an old lady in a dream. I, I took her seat. Yeah. I sat down where where she had had been sitting, uh, and then I hear hear the old ladies in the back say, "Poor thing, he doesn't even have shoes on." And I I turned and I had to laugh at, at their ridiculousness, and I said, "Yes, I do have shoes on." And then we all shared a good laugh. <laughs> wow. Keep going. Uh, this is maybe related to the the context of that one, but I was I was in a, a strange town. And, the, and I, the, I get the feeling it was like Arizona or New Mexico or something like that. Um, I was walking along a street that had different shops along it, like antique shops or like candy shops, stuff like that. I think I see Willie Nelson crossing the street, like uh, across the way. I go into an antique shop, which also uh, has a case for ice cream uh, that you could get by the scoop in it. The owner was real surly. Uh, almost like a Danny Trejo kind of character. <laughs> wow. Would you buy ice cream from Danny Trejo? Well, he told me to leave. Because oh. apparently for some reason he didn't like the look of me. He wanted me. He didn't want me in there. So Mochete doesn't sell ice cream to you, gringo. <laughs> you get out of here. Uh, take your Willie Nelson friend with you. <laughs> Willie Nelson never came back up. Why was Willie Nelson there? Uh... I walked down a, a little His bit more like a woman. <laughs> and I, I went into an identical shop. It was like basically the exact mm-hmm. same shop uh, and same d- guy was in there. And and then I kind of like hunkered down and tried not to be seen. <laughs> Hiding from Danny Trejo. <laughs> this um, is all on the same night. Uh, that was that was one night. Yeah, I, uh-huh. I've, I've got a little bit more. But um, what do you have? It's not it's not necessarily as cool. 
Uh, let's see. I started mine the next night, so you, you're one up on me. Okay. Uh, I had a several dreams in one night. This is, I think, the only night that I had multiple dreams. Okay. Um, the first dream, I was a, I was gas harvesting in deep space. I was on a, a very small spaceship, and we were harvesting fuel, but the majority of the fuel was locked in dark matter, and we couldn't really detect it. So it was like... I remember someone saying in the dream, well, it's like crabbing, but in space. You just got to put the collectors out there and hope you're on the fuel. Trawling space. But it was like a really sad dream because we realized that we weren't getting fuel at a fast enough rate and we were so far from Earth that it was too late. Like we oh. weren't beginning to, we're, we're, we, we couldn't. Lost bring, cause? Yeah, we couldn't bring fuel back to save Earth in time. Like it was, we were just too late. We couldn't get the job done. And so there was like this, kind of like do we just i mean we can probably collect enough fuel to keep the ship running but like what's the point wow so it was like this kind of really sad melancholy existential what the hell are we doing dream wow um then the next one i was um was on an improv team but that was like also shooting like a tv show (laughs) and so we were running all around the streets of chicago being wacky and i was talking like craig uh, greg proops oh yeah from uh whose line line yeah and I kept doing a weird pony riding walk, which you could only do in a dream where I was just like skipping on my toes as though I was riding a pony down the street. Like a pony stick kind of thing? Yeah, kind of. But just like on my toes, just ka-dink, And I was just like cruising down the street doing this. And I was like, oh, this is going to freak everybody out because I could do this. Um, there was uh, two redheaded female comedians in, in the improv group. And they were like constantly fighting over who the sassy redhead was, <laughs> and we kept going, guys, guys, could you just, just not right now? Can you just focus on what we're doing? And they were like just at each other the whole time. Uh, at one point, from talking like uh, Greg Proops too much, I lost my voice. <laughs> As you skipped down the street, yeah, doing, uh, and I have this, doing my weird pony riding walk. That's what I have written here. <laughs> Uh, then there was like a couple of really quick one, uh, one more, uh, that night I had, I was living in a house full of roommates and I was really like happy with my room. Like my room was awesome. <laughs> I had it all tricked out and my roommates were all jealous of how cool my room was. And so I go into my room and then it's all like kind of weird. And like when I first walked in, I, I recognized it, but the more I looked around, the less I did. And then I realized, Oh shit, this isn't even my house. <laughs> I'm in a stranger's house, and but, but I was like, oh, but it's like 11 o'clock. Everyone's home in like kind of asleep. <laughs> so then I had to sneak out of the house because I was like, well, I'm not here to do anything. I just was in the wrong house, and it'll freak them out if they find me. So I've got to like sneak out of the house. And then uh, throughout the, that last dream, and even to the, the moment I woke up, I had the song uh, Strange Arrangement by Mayor Hawthorne going through my head, and it was stuck in my head for the rest of the day. Wow. Yeah. Go ahead, look it up. It's on iTunes. It's a great song. Uh, back to you, back to you, Flora. Uh, I'll tell you about about that series of dreams. For me, uh, I can tell you that I, I took the bus. I don't normally take the bus. I usually take the train in, mm-hmm. in the city. I'm the same way. But I took the bus uh, the day before, and there were a lot of old people and disabled people in the bus. I had seen a well. I mean, Cubs stuff is everywhere here, but like right. uh, in my house, there was a, a Cubs hat on a stand. That I remember seeing. Uh, I did have ice cream at home. Oh, there you go. So that was. Uh, I, I, I feel Your like girlfriend does not look like Danny Trejo, no. at all. No, thank God. But she does go by the name Machete, so hmm, I guess that's where that came from. 
Um, excuse me. <laughs> Anonymity. Machete. Machete. <laughs> you, this yeah. is this is my favorite one. Uh, I had a one series. I, I I dream multiple ones, but I usually could only remember the ones that I had just before I I got up for the day, which is I think generally the case for most people. But a series that I remember most was about being in a game where there were two teams, but the teams were comprised of people I knew in real life and fictional characters, mostly from Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, the teams were vying to overtake each other, and it was it was like a small war. The, the general feeling was kill or be killed, and it was literally like, if you got killed, you got killed. Yeah. But it was also a game. Okay. Anyway... I, I didn't recognize the setting of it. It was it was kind of like a building with, with uh, just a ton of different areas and, and like long halls, uh, medieval and modern mix, uh, stairs, and just all kinds of places. I had a long sword with me. Nice. Uh, actually, it was the it's the one that I have hanging on my wall in there. <laughs> and here are the scenes that I remember. <laughs> a teammate and I came upon a uh, an open area just this i mean it wasn't huge but it was like an, an open place inside the building grass stuff mm-hmm. like that uh where some foes were there along with two wolves we dispatched the foes and my teammates said to not bother the wolves they'd fight for us and that's when i realized it was a a stark boy <laughs> from from Game of Thrones, it was either Rob Stark or, or Jon Snow, you know, some something like that. Did he appear to know anything that might <laughs> might narrow it down? <laughs> That's when I was like, <laughs> you know nothing. So you know nothing, Jon Snow. But the wolves did. We, we didn't fight the wolves, and they joined us and started fighting for us. Way to go, wolves! Uh, then I then another scene. I was sneaking around a warehouse type area, uh, trying to avoid foes that I learned were Joffrey from Game of Thrones and Daenerys from Game of Thrones. I positioned myself for a surprise attack, like around a corner, uh, or or like, you know, inside of a doorway or something. And then uh, Joffrey came around that corner, and I sank my sword into his ribs. Very satisfying. And I then ran up some stairs as uh, Daenerys was rounding a corner, and... (laughs) I, it was mostly reaction on my part. I quickly upthrust my sword through the bottom of her jaw. Jesus. She was dead. That was it. That was in the hurt. I felt pride in dispatching uh, two well-known foes, but I couldn't stay in the area because, you know, there were other people that were starting to come in from the enemy side, so I took Murderer. off. Murderer. Man. Uh, the next thing, that was constant motion, always running in this dream. I was always on the move because, you know, you, you stay still, you die. I found Gandalf. Jesus, you fucking nerd! And we we headed <laughs> we headed towards a position that our team held uh, in order to reinforce them. Only RoboCop could save you. We ran down this long dark hall, and I, I saw a guard from our team that was at the other end of it. And they were like, they saw us coming. And they kind of got ready with a you know a sword, but but I was running so fast that I I nearly barreled over this uh this person and it was a, a very small guard and she and it was a girl she had barely had time to to recognize me too but i did manage to stop once i saw that was Arya stark from game of thrones jesus with her sword needle mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the uh the game was over after 
in the next scene, and and I was in the middle of this this like coliseum or arena type area, um, or like a football stadium even kind of thing. The the participants were all filing towards the stands and the exits, good good guys and bad guys. Um, the ground was was really dirty and kind of upturned, but also it, it was kind of like construction ground, and it was also like hardened by uh, time and cold. Mm-hmm. If anyone's wondering, we've solved it. That there's no way. That you dream in real time. This is like an eons well, of a dream. N- but everything happened at the at the right time. I uh-huh. just skipped to a, a different oh, okay, scene okay. and stuff. And as as I filed out, uh, by we had to go and walk up steps of the arena to get out. I uh, the the Los Angeles Lakers were filing in. Jesus. And it was crowded on the stairs, and, and the players were curious about what we were doing there, but they didn't ask. They didn't care, ultimately. But my sword accidentally came near one player, um, and it was this really tan white guy. With, he flopped. With, ah! uh, <laughs> he tried to draw the foul? No, it, it, he was really tan. He was a white guy. He, he had like this 90s highlighted hair, like Prince hair. And uh, he had eyeliner on and earrings, and, you know, he was, he was just... He had, like, a poor excuse for a soul patch on his chin and stuff. And he just glared at me, and, and I remember thinking, what a rich douche. <laughs> so that was that was that night. Jesus. That was <laughs> that was extensive. <laughs> and don't worry. We'll hear a little bit more, but then we're, we're going to grab the old oh, 10,000 Dreams and, book. And intrepid him. And intrepid him. Uh, all right, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna lightning round my own dreams for the week because <laughs> okay. I, I really just had these little Mine bullet was points. Real too long. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to eat. It was a magnificent tale. <laughs> everyone remember of heroism. Ha- yeah. Heroism. Heroism. So uh, everyone knows that Flora will loiter outside of an entrance and sucker punch people. <laughs> a lot of women getting killed in that dream. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> just, just uh, want to take away well, the. You know, I killed Joffrey too. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I did have a, a post-apocalyptic zombie dream, as is my want. Oh, it's my most common thing. Um, at my old my old neighborhood back in Colorado, um, it was a lot of like just usual. I mean, it's really bog standard for me. A lot of barricades. A couple of them fail. You you shotgun a few people away. There's some hand to hand combat, and you and then it's over. Yeah. Um, I did have so as I said before, I did have a dream about my dad and that we were um we were riding in the car and he was telling me some story and i was just like i don't i don't know man i just i no no i'm not interested i I forget what he was talking about and we went we were like in a mall and they had this big display of um star wars action figures like they had like re-released all the old school ones and i was like oh dad check it out old school star wars stuff and he's like yeah i'm gonna go over here i was like no come look and he's like no thanks and I was like, what a dick. <laughs> I was really pissy about it. And then in my dream, there was like this voice that was like, you know, you should probably be nicer because one day he's going to die. <laughs> and then and then I took a few steps and then I stopped and, and I re- realized I was like, oh, crap, he already did. Oh, wow. And then I like turned around and he wasn't there. And I was like, oh, you idiot. Wow. Yeah. So that was like I was like harsh, yeah. But it was it was kind of weird. I, it's not like I felt like oh I was so terrible. Like it it, it didn't feel like that. But I was like oh yeah, because I've I've had that dream before, kind of in that 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 vein. Would would you consider it lucid? Mm, no. Okay. Not really. 
ish. Sure. Um, I had a, even though I, I think this is clearly actually happened. <laughs> I had a dream that I was in a cop action movie um, with Tracy Morgan, <laughs> even though I've never actually seen the cop action movie with Tracy Morgan. And there was like a weird, there was like this running joke in the movie that you could see that they were using stuntmen. Like, it like looks like we'll have to jump, you know, or, or you know, a guy gets thrown through a window. Mm-hmm. But every time, like, they would show the face, it was clearly, like, two guys just dressed like me and, and Tracy Morgan. But it was, like, other SNL actors. It was, like, oh. their weird little cameos that they were the stuntmen for all these scenes. <laughs> I had a, a dream that um, my the, the office I worked, the auction house, was at the bottom of this big ice hill, and you could just, like, glide down it. Again with the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Always ice. Ice and zombies. Those are my things. And uh, there was uh, uh, a big convenience store. It was like one of those really big, big ones. And this weird office culture kind of popped up about the convenience store. Like all of one group of people would always hang out in the beef jerky aisle. And like, oh, yeah, you, the beef jerky click. The yeah, Slim Jim click. Yeah, and there's like the people hung out around the coffee machine. They're like, what are you doing by the coffee machine? I just need some coffee. Okay. Yeah, the cured click. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Wow. There was some some discussion of paintball that never quite panned out. I have this written, somebody describing a terrible video game. I don't remember that at all anymore. That was just me calling you. Yeah. Oh, uh, I had a dream with a really sweet reference to the movie Beastmaster. Oh, yeah? Someone who was ferrets? like, dude, yeah. Someone who was like, dude, just get one of those helpful ferrets. <laughs> like, they like, you know that ferret will totally help you out. If you need to like steal a like, jailer's keys, you know that ferret will get them. Um, you played uh, a lot of Diablo, though. Maybe it came from that. Maybe. Because those are in there. Um, I did. I had a, a boot camp of employees at work. Mm. And it was that, like, uh, I, I recently became director at, at work back in the fall. And and so... I've I been, know, dude. I prophesied it. Oh, that's right. You did. <laughs> through the tarot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, in the dream, I was, I was training employees. And I was like, man, I hope I don't f*** this up. I got to do this right. And then I got through like it was it was like boot camp like I had to train them for like twelve weeks and then and that part fast forwarded through and then they left and then this new group came in and then I was like I got this get your miserable sorry asses in here I have never seen so many hopeless fuckless witless bags in my life and I had created this weird this weird like. Not, they were just employees at the auction house, but they were also, like, going to be Marines. Right, right. And I was like, get to your cots. You do not deserve bunks yet. Marines get bunks. You get cots. And in six weeks, you'll get rucksacks. And after eight more weeks of that, you might be worthy of a bunk. I had created this weird hierarchy of how they sleep, which determines, like, their worth. Um, and, yeah, and that was it. That was all my dreams for the week. Wow. Yeah. Well... I throw out there that I also had a zombie apocalypse dream. Sweet. I mean, it was like living with zombies was the norm. Oh, nice. You know, and and I never, I don't think I ever saw any direct combat with zombies. It was just the life that went around. around that what threat, happens? You know, one guy has to live in a house full of zombies. <laughs> I've had a stroke. Who ate my peanut butter? <laughs> 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 it's just like confessional. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um, all right Ten thousand dreams decoded so where do we start with this thing oh easy for you it's killing women 
Shaba. You know what? No, let's make it easier. Sword fights. Sword. Okay. Yeah, I think. Let me just check my um, Sigmund Freud book of dream interpretation. Sword fights. Penis. So ends the reading. (laughs) Stabbing a lot of ladies in your dreams there, buddy boy. Good point. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, It only has swords and daggers in here. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Sword. To dream you wear a sword indicates you will fill some public position with honor. To have your sword taken from you denotes your vanquishment in rivalry. Never happened to you. Uh, nope. To see others bearing swords foretells dangerous altercations. A broken sword foretells despair. Um, maybe, what what, what else should I look for? Killing? Yeah. Murder. Murder. <laughs> Ambush murder? There is something with, with killing. Uh, to dream of killing a defenseless man hmm, prognosticates sorrow and failure in affairs. If you kill one in self-defense or you kill a ferocious beast, it denotes victory and a rise in position. Way to go. All right. I'll You're take moving that. on up to the east side. I'll take that. Um, all right. What about you? What? Uh, I, I could look for Willie Nelson in here, but I don't think <laughs> I'll. I See if zombies are in there. Oh, yeah. Okay. That covers both of us. Space, too. Oh, yeah. Dark matter gas harvesting. Look for that. Wow. And Metallica. Always add Metallica to a search if you want to make it awesome. Zombies is not in here. All right. Uh, ice. Oh, okay. Uh, ice. There's ice and there's skating. I'll just I'll just hit up Ooh, ice. I kind of had a skating thing because I was cruising down the ice. So we'll try them both. Okay. Starting with ice, and, and it has ice cream too. Maybe I should look that. Although oh, yeah. I really think it comes from that Ben and Jerry. Hey, there was know. ice cream. If you, if, if, if you can't find... Uh, Willie Nelson, you can't find Danny Trejo, then we have to latch on to ice cream. <laughs> uh, to dream of ice betokens much distress, and evil-minded persons will seek to injure you in your best work. Ooh. To dream that you walk on ice, you risk much solid comfort and respect for evanescent joys. I hate Wait. evanescence. But does that mean you would risk it all for Amy Lee? Who the fuck's Amy Lee? Are you kidding? <laughs> Who's Amy Lee? She's the singer in Evanescence. I, I would low nurse. Come on, I, I really? You should. All right, <laughs> I'll go. I'll have to Google it because I am. I am a hundred percent unknown that who that is. You're taking a quick break here to Google images of Amy Lee. Mm, uh, she is an attractive girl, but you and I will not have to fight over her. That's all right. She takes my talk, so yeah, perfect. Hey, that's that's how that's that's the that's way friends should work. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Amy Lee, cross her off the list. <laughs> if anyone's wondering who the girl of my dreams is, her name is Paget Brewster. She's the greatest human being ever. Paget Brewster. Uh, let's see. What else do we have that we can latch onto? Oh, I, ice cream. Read ice cream. Oh, okay. You said something else for you. Deep space. Deep space. Uh, to dream that you're eating ice cream foretells. Happy success in affairs already undertaken. Dude, you're like killing it. This is like the perfect reverse of the tarot episode. <laughs> you're getting like all the like ascendant man well, of power and I'm getting all the like, your life is riddled with inconsistencies and fear. Well, you know what, what happened uh, with that? Mm. Uh, also, I, you know, pretty much came true was the, I think you said that I, I still had, I, I came out of the clearing or I came out of the forest into a clearing, but I still had more forest to go through or something like that. 
and miles to go before you sleep. But this was this was read from the book, I think. Oh um, yeah, and that that was sort of true. In the situation I was, it was the horrible uh, apartment I was living in that, oh, that yeah. rained on me, and uh, we got out of it. And uh, they're they're going to legally get money from us for that. They're going to get money from us. Uh, I've got space space aliens flying through. But that's under flying. So I'll just hit space. Yeah, just space. There was no aliens in my dream. I've got eclipse, stars, planet, Mars, comet, sun, moon. Not really any of that, huh? No. Well, I, I mean, it's cool if my dreams defy um, their 10,000 options. <laughs> oh, is Greg Proops in there? Also check. Right by Willie Nelson. Weird pony riding walk. Look for that one. Oh, here we go. This might. To dream that you are traveling in outer space means that you will soon be freeing yourself from a confining situation. You will experience a newfound sense of independence and freedom. Uh, an odd coupling with the sense that you got from the dream itself. Yeah, that is weird. The dream itself was a downer. We all had to recognize that we were going to die eventually. To, to see yourself as manning the rocket ship means that you will take control over your difficulties. Uh, to dream of a rocket... I, I don't know if this is would be the same thing as your space trawler, but to dream of a rocket indicates that you are currently frustrated with your personal relationship. You are restless and in need of some movement or advancement. Hmm. I don't remember much about the ship. I actually remember more about the gas collectors. Yeah. And uh, and you know some common dreams that, that people have. Of course, there's the old flying dream. Have you ever had a flying dream? You know what? No. I, I have... Um I have gliding dreams, which is weird. Like I don't, I've never, to my memory, I don't have dreams where I can fly ever, mm -hmm. but I have dreams. I, I used to play hockey. Like I have dreams that I'm skating a lot or that like, even when I had that, the, the dream of the office building at the bottom of the ice mm -hmm. hill, I have dreams that I just, just effortlessly glide along the ground. Hmm. Um, so that I have that dream a lot, but I don't ever dream that I'm flying. Interesting. I've, I've had quite a few flight dreams. I would say 99% of them have been trying to fly with great difficulty. Mm -hmm. One dream I remember I, I had to run and then I would jump kind of like Hulk style and I would travel for a lot trying to fly, but then I'd always come back down. Hmm. So it was, it was never a, a smooth flight thing. It was always trying to take off. Uh, there was also one where I, I could sort of levitate, but uh, like imagine like if, if you started like jumping and then like, you would start falling back to the ground, but then you'd sort of hop in the it's air. Like video and, game double jumping kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, but it was constant. So yeah. I, I wouldn't wasn't touching the ground, and I kept ascending, but I would kept being pulled back down. It was real weird. It was Everything takes a lot of difficulty yeah. and effort to try and fly. And I think there was one time where I, I kind of had a lucid dream where I realized I was flying, and I made myself, like, take over and, and be like, no, you know what you're doing. You're flying yeah. and don't wake up, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty legit. Yeah. But everything always tries to like pull pull me back down. You know, it's like fighting gravity is, is huge in, in that stuff. Hmm. There's a lot to be said about that, I'm sure. I'm sure there is. Um, teeth falling out. People people get that. I get that sometimes. I get, I get broken teeth. Ah. Uh. Let me let me look up what the old book says about that because that's a that's a comment. I mean, I, I part of it is that I I had my two front teeth broken in a bar fight. Oh wow! Yeah, I took an elbow to the mouth. I was a bouncer for a while. 
If you lose your teeth, you'll have burdens which will crush your pride and demolish your affairs. Uh, To dream that you have your teeth knocked out denotes sudden misfortune. Either your business will suffer or deaths or accidents will come close to you. Hmm. Spitting out teeth pretends personal sickness or sickness in your immediate family. You ever spit any out? Yeah. Did you get sick after that? I don't know. (laughs) I, I get a lot of where teeth hurt and I gnash them mm. to like, you know, it's, it's, it's a painful thing or, or they're real loose. If you dream of your teeth are loose, there will be failures and gloomy tidings. Oh boy. I've also heard that, that teeth also denotes like financial worry. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. I've heard mm. that before. Uh, what's uh what's another one? Oh, uh, the, the classic, uh, naked in junior high. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I've had one. At least one dream like that before. I don't know. It's... I don't. I don't know that I often get full nakers. It happens. I have naked dreams where I'm just like, and, but it's never like it, it always. It always surprises me in that like, why did I just now figure out this was such a bad idea? Why <laughs> I couldn't? So or or like I'll just like be in my underwear right, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. To dream you're naked foretells scandal and unwise engagements. <laughs> Jesus, is there one dream I can have that's like, oh, you're you're good and you're winning? All of them are like, I'm going to die and double explode. <laughs> I don't. Wh- who wrote this? Shit? <laughs> well, I mean, whoever wrote it was sitting in in like a coffee shop at 3 a.m. Like, dude, my life. <laughs> There's no meaning to it. Yeah, that guy, it doesn't matter. He knows. He knows. All right, try this one. Uh, So we've got nakedness. Um, uh, What about uh, unpreparedness? I mean, the classic college, you never went to the class and it's exam time. Everybody gets that one. I'll tell you what I've had is being on stage and not being prepared for the, the play that I'm in. Oh, I've never had that. Yeah, that's the most terrifying. Well, it's I think maybe that's because you are in plays and I just do improv, so there's no, ain't no such thing as mm. not prepared. <laughs> I don't see an unprepared. What else would it be under? I don't know. But I think everyone has that dream in, in different in different ways. You know, yeah, the one I that I have a lot is that I that I'm in high school that I'm not going to graduate high school. Hmm. I don't see an unprepared, but there's got to be another term. You know, uh, speaking of that, there's that really, uh, if anyone, I, I'll bet you, I'll bet you Peyton Bob knows what I'm talking about here. Uh, the movie, the, I think Val Kilmer's first movie, top secret, oh, yeah. which is awesome. And he has the dream he has the anxiety dream that he, it's like exam time <laughs> yeah, I remember that. and, and he didn't study and they're like, you're going to fail. And he wakes up and he's being tortured and he's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so great. It's a good bit. I can't really find it. Uh, I'm sure there's there's a a different term I could look for, but uh, so anyways, yeah. As you can see, <laughs> it's not hard to to fill a lot of time talking about to dreams. Right. Welcome to the place we promised nowhere. <laughs> now get out. <laughs> this. Uh, this would be a fun one to to sit around and BS with, you know, yeah. with friends and stuff. Um, so, in the interest of of your time, dear listener, which is of so so much interest to us, we are going to call that dreams <sighs> in a, uh, a huge, a gigantic, nebulous, undiscovered, recurring, sometimes erotic, sometimes erotic nutshell. Oh. 
yeah, that's it. I mean, that's, that's, that's the end of the road. The only thing more difficult to interpret than a dream is another dream. Just kidding. Puns. <laughs> yeah. Puns. All right. Uh, mother trucker. I am a mother trucker. Let's see. You went first last time. Yeah, I did. Yes, I, went, I did a really good job of it too. So you should feel pretty intimidated. I'm going to go first. Okay. Tough guy. I have a Baroque composer mm-hmm. who don't fix it. Eight other composers up. If people thought music was in trouble or they were listening to bad music, mm-hmm. they could call on him to come and just eat those composers up. It was Johann Sebastian Baku. Ah, nice. You called upon him. <laughs> I thought about doing Greg Baku. Oh, nice. Thanks for stealing mine, dick. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, there was a uh, an 80s cartoon about um, creatures that would uh, uh, sit on your chest and uck with your shed dream style. Oh. Except for um, they made sure that your dreams were uplifting and you learned lessons about sharing and being kind and and just having a good time. They're called the Care Mares. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Care Mare Snare. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right, I got one more. Okay. I got a 90s boy band. Nice. That sneaks in at night and seduces you to do the nasty. What? It's Insincubus. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. Oh, um, those well, those nice uh ni- a, a good night's sleep can go bye bye bye. Oh, jeez, nice tag on it. Well, you know it's funny uh because I also uh, a musical act. Problem is, is um, the the realm of psychology is difficult to understand. Sure, it's full of nuance, interpretation. Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of, a lot opinion of masking is theory, <laughs> and um, it's it's honestly it's hard to get kids interested. Um, and so one researcher decided to to try to make it more vibrant, make it more interesting and relevant to them by um turning all of his theories into um rap lyrics that man was known as carl young mc <laughs> yeah yeah nice that was fun that was fun i gotta tell you though flora all this talk of dreams makes me so sleepy i'm just gonna rest my head on this great big pun pillow that we just fluffed <laughs> And drift away to a world of nightmares. I think I did just steal the Trogdor song. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's that's the hardest rocking well, song I've ever heard in my is. life. It's true. Sure. Oh, what man. what we got in this pun oh, pillow? Well, speaking of hard rocking, <laughs> ding dong, Connor knocking. <laughs> The distant thundering, yeah, the distant thundering of literary hammers. It is Connor the wordsmith, and he's crafted of finest mithril, another missive for our ears. (laughs) I am high. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to grab the fire extinguisher here pretty soon. (laughs) Connor, how are you doing? What you got to say, Connor? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Connor is... um, 
I'm going to just go ahead and say inappropriately honored that it was his palindrome that led to your incarceration vis-a-vis Grey Cat's perfect, punctilious prosecution of you. Booers. <laughs> Alliteration, my friend, is the soul of wit. That does not exist as a phrase. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so thank you, Connor, for submitting. Uh, he, I, mean, I mean, he. Yeah, thank he, you, Connor, for contributing to Flora's incarceration. He does admit that uh, he used both boob and boobs as one. Dude, it's boob two, and dude. boobs, one as the example. The dude, other you did your loving time. reference. You to did us. your time. I'm just you saying. did your time. I'm just saying. You did your time. I'm just you did your time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Connor, I, I don't know. I think we did lose. Uh, Connor was asking about an email. He said, "I don't." I don't see it anywhere. I looked in the, the backlogs, the annals, our, our various catch pots and uh, bookmarks. I don't see nothing. But by weeds, by, by way of a uh, probably I deleted it because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I believe that we're going to be granting a certain Connor's wish for uh, an upcoming show. Oh, we may just in fact mm-hmm. be. As a, as a little... Suri. That's right. And we're not even going to say anything. So, Connor, for the next week, that'll be your secret pride and joy. <laughs> keep it secret. Keep it safe. And let's keep the next listener mail rolling. Thank you, Connor. What have I become? I don't know. <laughs> getting real weird with it. It's getting kind of hot in the room, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so on fire. <laughs> Quick note to our listener, Jesse Rusty Wallace. <laughs> it's filthy. <laughs> Well, look who it is. Old Toboggan Jen. Hello, Jen. I get it. <laughs> you win Jen. some and you lose some. Good to hear from you again. And to hear from you with puns. Pon, 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 puns. Jen says, legend has it that there is yet another version of the Anjakuni mystery. A trapper stops into a restaurant near the village, goes inside, but no one's there. <gasps> It's clear that the restaurant was holding a competition before he arrived. Oh. A huge banner hung above the entryway stating, Annual Anjakuni Bake Off. Beautifully decorated pastries and other baked goods were on lovely silver trays about the dining area. A judge's table was set up, but alas, no bakers, no judges, no spectators remained to be found. It was the Anjakuni Cake Mystery. Are you kidding? That's the Anjakuni. That's the Anjakuni cake opportunity to eat all the cake. <laughs> the setting for the Anjakuni Lake mystery was set in an inhospitable tundra. If none of us had come up with any puns for it, would it not be called a pundra? Oh, it is a harsh landscape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and look at this. To settle the argument over disappearance or disappearances, she's with me. With disappearances. You filthy toboganites. like I said. <laughs> just like I said, Anjakuni Lake disappearance sounds like the lake itself disappeared. That was my that was my argument. Oh, oh well, I'm sorry. What was the rest of her reasoning? Uh, because you made fun of her toboggan. Oh, toboganites. <laughs> toboganites. Nice. I you mean, don't care about science. You don't care about anything but your headgear and your weird names. <laughs> I got to say, listening to that episode again, um, disappearance rolls off the tongue better. 
but I st- it still makes me think of the area that's disappearing and not, you know, a group of people. But disappearances doesn't really cut it either, so I don't know. How about tobogganites? Does that cut it? Yeah, we'll do that. The Anjakuni Lake tobogganites. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for writing in and yeah. siding with me once again. I could never be mad at you, Jen. <laughs> oh. Oh, welcome to the excellent erudite listener portion of Listener Mail, where Gerald comes to us. And he wants to start off by saying high five to me, because Blood Makes Noise is an awesome jam. Oh. Thank you. Uh, Gerald also hits us with a really good show suggestion. We have the, we've uh, talked about this one before, so we're going to put that under our hats and keep it secret from the rest of y'all. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and huge high fives to Flora Yay. for his excellent audio production work on our G.I. Joe commercial intro. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that truly was awesome. That's, it was, that's, it was that's one of my favorites ever. Fun, Very fun to do. <laughs> Uh, also, I think I underutilized my my girlfriend on that. And I think we should bring her back and get a, I think get so a voice too. or two out of her. Oh, she knows what she's doing. <laughs> uh, also, I on, on the off chance that anybody stopped too early, there is a really sweet hidden nugget at the end of that episode. Yeah, look for that <laughs> Easter egg. <laughs> Thanks, Gerald. Thanks, Gerald. Hey, Flora, ask uh, me who this next email's from. No, do it. Who, who's it from? Who's the next? Your mom. <laughs> no, I walked right into it. Factual bird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, According to your loving mother, she never told you that Jaws was in the water Mm. and that was your dad's fault. Uh, Somebody did it. Yeah, she wouldn't try to do that to you. And don't try to like come up with some next story like, oh, well, you did this. We're talking about your father right now. We're talking about your father right now. (laughs) And also she thought it was hilarious when you scared the crap out of me screaming buns. It was. It was very hilarious. (laughs) I also enjoyed it. So she's got great taste. Well done. And my dad wasn't trying to to scar me for life. He was uh, no, doing no, it too to, late to Your make mom me safe. Made that very clear. <laughs> it was it was in my my safety interest. So, Mister Flora, sure. feel free to write in a rebuttal where <laughs> where we're just talking about what what uh, Mrs. Flora did. We are we are the proxy for my my parents <laughs> to hash right. out differences <laughs> instead of like the the psychiatrist with the puppets. They just do everything <laughs> through listener mail. We are the puppets. <laughs> I could live with that. Uh, thanks, mom. <laughs> Thank you. Moving on. Uh oh. Wait a minute. What's that coming out of the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Wait, which which I, which of our two Zillas is it? Oh my God! It's Mecha Johnzilla. It's Mecha Johnzilla. Oh, <laughs> uh, he is is breathing a, a, a fiery pun at us. Oh really? You can, you can tell because the the spines on his back's lighting up blue, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> just like it should. Uh, apparently, on Scottish Mountain, Bane McDew, there's a creature that has very short but very well styled gray hair. Ooh, he is also it seems perfectly coiffed. Yeah, I think it is. It's, he's got a pompadour. He also seems to have impeccable taste. He's outgoing, charming, and anyone who has an encounter with him has a vague sense of being fabulous. Lovely. He's the gay man of Ben McDo. Oh, stop it! <laughs> Lovely. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Oh. oh, funny. Thank you, Mega Johnzilla. Now go back into the ocean where we will perform nuclear tests on you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, man. We are we are still plowing 
headlong, yep. steadfast yep. through the listener mail. Yep. So, so please, we'll, if you we'll didn't hear going. yours, you shall hear yours. Yep. We'll get there. We're we're getting through. We're getting mm-hmm. through. So thank you guys. You guys know where to find us. And if you don't, well, we're gonna tell you in anyway because that's what we do. That's right. Uh, make all our dreams come true by going to blurryphotos.org. Uh-huh. Uh, sending us an email on the old contact page. Please do. Go and find out how to get to YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, iTunes. Stumble upon. Stumble upon all that stuff uh, right there on the website. And subscribe, like, favorite. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I don't know why that made me think of that. But yeah, do all those things. Write us a five-star review. Mm-hmm. Get up in our grills. Tell us about your dream things. <laughs> Get all nasty with your dreams and Whoa. let us know. Oh wow! If get us another play blurry forum. <laughs> yeah, play blurry forum. Yeah, it's gonna be weird if we get like uh, dream erotica. That's <laughs> I'm not gonna be mad, but it's gonna be weird. Do any of you listen to us as you go to sleep Duh. and then dream? About Worst us. idea ever. Worst thing you can do. Don't put this in your head before you go to bed ever. <laughs> and don't forget, there's a there's a donate button on that website that. Uh, will make us real happy, young man, if you used it. That's right. Real happy. Make your yeah. dreams come true. Uh, anyways, for this episode of Blurry Photos, I am the Roman god of dreams, David Florpheus. <laughs> and I'm David Pascrat Stecco. This here's a theory for all the fellas Try to figure out What our dreams do tell us Sybil Passcrad. <laughs> That's the shittiest name in the world. <laughs> Sybil Passcrad. <laughs> I can't even oh, get through. Oh, jeez. Sybil Passcrad. <laughs> All right, we got it, we got it. Okay. Sybil. It's because I'm like... Trying so hard that I can't even get to the name. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can't watch you hide your face. (laughs) No, I got it. 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 Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can hear that you pre. (laughs) Just by the way you start the S.
You're just like, I did it to myself. Okay. All right. I think I'm cool. Sybil. God. All right. All right. Now it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs>